interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to The Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, cosplay, comics, and all things nerdy. I'm Kay, and recording with me tonight, as always, is Jesse. Yo. The sponsor in our hearts... Is this is this fucking trend? This Instagram trend of sunning your butthole to prevent seasonal depression. I so supposedly thirty seconds of sun on your perineum (laughs) is super good for you, and the equivalent of standing outside it in full sunlight all day. Sounds fake, Jan, but okay. It sounds so fake. I know that. um, Is it Justin McElroy who is married to a doctor? Yes. Uh, they, they're gonna talk Did about- they do a Sawbones episode? Because I want to listen to that. Yeah, they did a Sawbones <laughs> episode um, on this. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going to because I- I'm downloading it right now! <laughs> because, like, I know that it's gotta be fake, but, like, I just- I just want to hear somebody with a degree tell me how fake it is and like what's the truth in it how this possibly could have been started like who is the first person I just I need you all to know that the episode is called taint tanning and heliotherapy taint tanning taint tanning tanning. I I just I mean there's several hundred reasons why that can't be good for you but like also these people have to be wealthy because I don't know about you guys, but I definitely don't have a backyard where I can sit naked with my legs in the air for <laughs> any amount of time. <laughs> People post it on Instagram, they're like going for a hike in the mountains and they get completely nude and lay down on a blanket and like sun their asshole. <laughs> Imagine you're just walking along a trail in your area, minding your own business, and you come across a completely naked person sunning their butthole. <laughs> Like, I'm just imagining myself up at, like, Arches National Park, or even just Little Cottonwood Canyon, like, Emigration Canyon, all the popular hiking spots there, and I'm just like, sir and or madam, what are you doing? You need to put your clothes back on. (laughs) I always, like, go for a hike to, like, um, you know, try to relieve stress or something, and then, like, I am immediately attacked by someone's naked perineum like i don't need that in my life i don't need that stress i don't need to know that anytime i turn a corner in a national park i could see an asshole and you know that there are going to be signs that say please don't sun your junk in this mountain and jesse you're going to get your wish today but what is it with all these people that are into woo-woo science also being into doing weird stuff to their butts Tanning them, shooting bleach up in there. You gotta bleach your butthole so that when your partner eats your ass, it's fresh. <laughs> you see some bleach and asshole. Ugh. <laughs> Good thing we're not a YouTube channel because we would have been demonetized in like the first twenty. <laughs> well, if iTunes ever finds out about this, they're gonna be like, "You guys need to go." I think. You, that, I mean, that's that's valid. You guys need to get out of here, ski daddle. <laughs> Bleached asshole. Sun tanning your asshole. They always also want to take those, like, those um, cleanses that just make you shit. Yeah, cleanses and enemas. Yeah. Very very big in the woo science community. It's, it's all butt stuff. That's what they're into. They're into butt stuff. Huh. Anyway. Now that you're all thoroughly traumatized, let's move into our pre-salt. 
got all my crafters to level 60. Woo! That's gonna be short, because I... It's, there's not much to say about it. They're all level 60 now. Um, gotta level up my gatherers to go any further. Um, I also did some Shinryu extreme farming. We got the... I think we, we must have run it 12 to 15 times between two weekends. And we've only gotten the dog to drop twice. He's very stingy. But, um... I know. Um... That one's kind of interesting. We figured out that the first phase is kind of the hardest part. There's a lot of mechanics that stack up. But once you can clear that reliably, the second half is not nearly as difficult. Especially if you're doing it unsynced, which we are. Um, so, um, there was also, there's also a point where he becomes... I think it's around 44% health. He becomes invincible to damage. Um, so that it, it'll go into that uh, quick time event that you get in the normal version. You know where you had to, like, smash the buttons to break the chains? Yeah. Um, they do that in a couple of different battles, but I think Shinryu was the first one to do it. Um, that whoever and... has a mechanical keyboard blows out your <laughs> Yeah, no, none of my, none of my uh, raid group had that, thankfully, but it was pretty funny. I think that video is specifically from Hades Extreme, yeah. which makes it even funnier. Because <laughs> it's like, like, Shinryu Extreme has, like... No, actually, it doesn't have music. It's quiet during that segment. So it would be the same with Hades, but the Hades one, it's dark. So it's like, <laughs> it seems quieter. <laughs> I love the guy, like, who was that? <laughs> um, but most of us were on controller, actually. So you could hear the clicking, but it wasn't too bad. By the way, pro tip, um... On controller, if you hit two buttons simultaneously, it still reacts. So I put my controller on my lap and just tapped the circle and square bu and like X buttons over and over again, mm. really, really quickly. I was able to clear it much more reliably because it is kind of like tight. Yeah. Um, the timing's really kind of tight, but we did have a couple times where we failed it, and then the face changes and everybody was inventing lyrics to the song, and it was. It's a good. It's a good raid group. It's a good raid group. Um. But we only got the dog to drop twice, so hopefully third time's a charm. Um, I think we only need, like, two or three more anyway. Um, but, yeah, see how that goes. Uh, and then I have also, we did not record last week. Um, the week before that on Black Friday was the opening night of Evermore Aurora, and I went, and then I went again this past Saturday. So I have quite a bit to talk about, but I will try to be concise. Um, the opening night, like, mysteries that they introduced was, like, um, I, they, they introduced this new knight character, we'll start with him, named Thaddeus, and I talked to him, and he basically told me the story that he was walking through Mythos, where he's from, minding his own business, and then he, like, blinked, and he was in Evermore, and all the knights there are like you've been you were missing in mythos for like seven years and we haven't heard from you and that and longer than that because we've been here and so we assumed you were dead and he's like that's weird how did I get here and they're like I don't know <laughs> um he was not it, it snowed like hell that day so he and if there concedes that there's no snow in mythos it's kind of like eternal summer so he's like I don't like this white stuff <laughs> this sucks and I'm like I know. <laughs> it's like this all the time where I come from. <laughs> um, but uh, people were 
flickering, they started to call it, where they would kind of disappear and then they'd be teleported to some faraway land and then reappear in Evermore just as suddenly. Um, and it would be just as sudden for them too. They'd like, they'd blink. They're on a desert island. They blink again. They're back on Evermore. Um, so really, really strange. They also um, were, I was talking to some characters and they're like, you know what's weird? And I'm like, what's weird? Besides all of this. And they're like, normally when the portal opens, the people of that portal appear before the world walkers do, which is, I don't know if I've ever explained this, but world walker is a term for like a guest yeah. of evermore um, for the benefit of the people at home. But um, they're like, we, you're normally the, 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 like the Aurorans would have been here before the world walker showed up, but you guys are here and we don't know where the Aurorans are. And I'm like, that is kind of weird. I would have expected them to be here already. And they're like, yeah, I know. Um, so, I was like, if I hear anything, I'll let you know. I also, they introduced a couple of other characters. They introduced this character named Henry Werther, who was so fucking weird. I, like, um, he, uh, is very eccentric. The first thing he said to me, I introduced myself, and he shook my hand, and he said, you have a very warm hand, indicative of a heart, and then just kept talking while my entire brain made it a record scratch sound. And I'm like, sir, what does that mean? Sir, indicative sir, of what a does heart that mean? is such a, like, not even like... It's a, ominous. Oh, not even like a warm heart, or like a... Yeah, it's just like, you definitely have a heart in like, there somewhere. Excuse me, what the fuck? <laughs> and... Um, I, I asked him about it later because I, so basically I was like, this is a character is really weird and suspicious. So I, um, went around to a couple of other characters and like, how do you feel about that Henry guy? And they didn't really have a lot to say about him. Um, so eventually I just asked him personally and he, he told me that he could sense that I was a naturally kind and virtuous person, which kind of, which is nice of him to say, but it also kind of feels like a cop out answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, my friends, I because I took some friends to the park and um, they didn't really feel the same way about Henry that I did. They're like, yeah, he's definitely really weird, but I kind of like him. And I'm like, after Maxwell Morgan, I just can't trust an overly friendly character ever again. <laughs> like no, Maxwell was so nice, and then yeah. And and so I explained that to them. So I am just like, I don't trust this guy. There's also some other weird things about him that I found out uh, when I went recently where he said that he was um, like going around saying he wanted to murder people. And he's like, I just didn't know what that means. And I was like, what do you mean? You didn't know what that means. What? What? Um, and there was also later in the night, he got really, really intense and in my face and kind of scared me. Um, so he wasn't like being scary. He was just super intense all of a sudden. So I'm like, ah, what is going on with you? So, I don't know how I feel about that guy, but um, I also ad admitted to my friends that I might just be suffering from Maxwell damage. <laughs> Tell them about um, the wolf ladies! Sorry. Hold, I'm getting there. <laughs> I was like, the wolf ladies. So, this was on a Friday. I ha had the day off. My friend didn't. So, my friend showed up late. We had the conversation with Professor Clark about the Aurorans not being there, and I talked to him about Henry, and we kind of, like... And the, I learned about the flickering and whatnot. And then he was over by where um, the dragon trainers used to hang out during Mythos, where they had the fake king statue during lore. Right now it's where the coven hangs out. That's another guild you can join now. Um, so 
we were there and my friend was like, can we check out the burrows? And I was like, oh, absolutely. And so we started walking over there. And as we were walking over there, we started hearing screaming. Um, so I turned around and um, there were these girls in like long green kind of like Santa elf hats with bells on the ends and like red and white sort of like. Um, Aurorans are supposed to be like Slavic, I guess. So they're kind of like Slavic style costumes. So I look at them and I'm like, oh, those are the Aurorans. <laughs> and my friend's like, kind of looks at me like, what? And they're screaming about wolves chasing them. And the knights walk up and they're like, no, come on, it's okay. You know, the wolves won't get past the barrier. It's all going to be fine. And they're, they're beside themselves freaking out. And it's like, they're just wolves. Like, will you chill? And then we hear howling and some people come through in this case they were all women more eventually came through that were also men um damn i was hoping for an entire were, female like they're mostly female <laughs> but more have come through and there are some men among their ranks but they were women in uh with weapons in like viking war paint and wolf pelts they were the wolves of winter um i love them. and so we we kind of chased the elves into the burrows and the wolves set up on top of the burrows because there's sort of a the way the burrows are kind of built it's a building and then it kind of butts up against a dirt hill so it's sort of it looks like it's going into the hill yeah kind of like the hobbit houses exactly um so they were kind of they kind of walked up the hill where guests aren't supposed to go and kind of perched on top of it um so the elves can't leave the burrows without supervision or else the wolves are gonna murder them um it was really hard to get the wolves to talk at first they speak some other language i don't know what language it is um at one point i heard a world walker say do you speak norwegian and i was like do they speak norwegian and they're like i don't know but i thought it was worth a shot (laughs) (laughs) um but the elves claimed that the wolves um attack them out of nowhere and chase them. The wolves claim that they have been at war with the elves for 15 years. Um, and that the elves are the, the aggressor in this situation. So I've been kind of going back and forth, talking to both factions. Um, I trust the information that the wolves put out slightly more than I trust the information that the elves put out for reasons I'm, I will get into in a little bit, but I don't think the wolves are particularly like, it seems it's less that I think they're untrustworthy and more that I think they're incredibly paranoid. (laughs) Um, and maybe that there's a level of misunderstanding there, but I also think the elves are super shady. Um, so another plot point they introduced pretty much immediately after the elves showed up, uh, was that they are, so, so Evermore is in, in bat shape after lore. Um, the people are starving because the crops went unharvested and kind of rotted in the fields during the plague. A lot of people died during the plague. Um, a lot of houses were destroyed. You know, people are homeless and starving and it's, they don't have a lot of money. Um, so there was a town meeting called where they broke all this down and they put a bunch of buildings around town up for sale. So uh, if you wealthy world walker out there that's definitely not listening to this podcast want to buy a building, it's going to be like between 1,500 and 8,000 gold pieces. So I hope you've been saving up. (laughs) (laughs) Some people in the park actually do have that kind of money. Uh, Apparently those people make their money by trading trinkets. 
for pieces of gold rather than questing. Mm. Um, which makes sense because I think I've got all of five gold that I've earned from questing. So, you know, um, but they, so they, they have all these buildings up for sale. The people are starving. So the owls made these pies that like you take one piece of it and it fills you up, but it also kind of makes them act punch drunk. Um, and it's like, I was like, Oh, I don't like this. Cause like that Henry character, he was back with his wife on Saturday and they'd been talking about buying the confectionery, which has been, it's a, it's an, an, an unused building. It's just kind of a facade. Um, but they've been talking about buying it and opening it and having like a little bakery in there and it's their dream. And they've been saving up their money. I actually asked them, I was like, how's your goal going? And, um, his wife basically told me that they have about 250 gold towards the goal of 8,000, <laughs> but she was so excited about it. Um, but they, uh, completely forgot about all that and only cared about the elves pie, which is when Henry freaked me out and got super intense and in my face. And I was like, Whoa, buddy. Um, I also, <laughs> I, the hunters are going to start knowing me as the unofficial gun safety specialist, because every time I talk to them, I mention something about their guns. <laughs> Cause like they introduced a new one. That's like an American and he has a rifle and he was leaning on it with the, with the barrel pointed towards his chest. And I was like, you're going to shoot yourself. <laughs> He's like, it's not loaded. And I was like, okay. Um, and then on Saturday... Um, of course he's the Durable American. And- yeah, of course he's the American. <laughs> Jonathan Drake Kerrigan, at your service. Um, but he... Th- on Saturday, Derval and Jasper were acting like jackasses and um, had their guns out. And I was like, do not put, put those away. <laughs> and he was like, why? And I'm like, please... They do me a frighten. <laughs> I, by the way, like I know they're fake guns. I'm playing along with the with the conceit of the story. Yeah. Like, um, they're actually pretty obviously fake guns. Um, but the yeah, it. I mean, the whole point of going, going to town. Evermore is to play. You know. Yeah, you're you're role playing. You're playing along. Just play along with it. Um, I. They also. So, the first lore, there were these characters called the Acolytes of St. Michael that had, like, bird skull masks and robes, and they were super sketchy. You could go on quests for them. Um, and they disappeared after lore 2018. And then, this year for lore, there was an Acolyte of St. Michael in town towards the end. Um, and so I just assumed that they would go away after lore because that's what happened last time so imagine my surprise when i'm walking around on black friday opening night and there's six of them standing up by the statue of saint michael and they all turn to look at me with their fucking bird masks with their fucking bird masks it was so intimidating um so i just kind of walked away from them at that time they're kind of sort of the primary antagonist currently um but, uh, oh my god, we had a lot of fun with them last time. So, um, I was standing by the fire where the hunters hang out. I think I was listening to Drake talk about um, something. I, I don't remember what. Monsters or something. Um, and But Kaderin and Imelda were there, and uh, Kaderin was like, would you like to join in on, on the mischief? And I was like, absolutely! Oh, how's Kaderin um, doing? 
great. This was the happiest I'd seen him in a long time, actually. Yeah, especially since he's. Um, uh, do, would you like to join in on the mischief? You're like, yeah, yeah, like Mythos. He was pretty morose, uh, and Lore. He was the Fey King up until the very last day. Um, so I hadn't really gotten a chance to talk to him very much, and he was like fine on um, opening night. I talked to him a little bit, but. Um, like today he was just like would you like to join in on the mischief and i was like you had me at mischief yeah. um <laughs> and so he had to he, he and imelda had devised this plan where to make to make the acolytes look the fool where um he told us to go and talk to the bird handlers to get false information about otis the duck to bring to the acolytes to make him make them believe that he is not a duck but a an evil shapeshifter um so that they would, as Kaderin put it, either they would go investigate, find out that Otis was in fact just a duck, and feel foolish, or they would go to investigate, 100% believe that Otis the duck was in fact an evil shapeshifter, and look foolish. <laughs> so, win-win situation. So I did, and they told me to tell them a bunch of stuff that is in fact completely normal for ducks, but make it sound like it's not normal for ducks, because the ac- I don't know what where the acolytes are from, but they don't have ducks there. Um, so we went and found the, the acolytes, and they were already talking to another world walker that had been sent on the same mission by Kadaren, and um, so they're like, "We need to investigate the shapeshifter," and I'm like, "That's what I came to talk to you about." I, I tell you now, I have never acted so hard in my life. I don't consider myself an actress, but I really sold this as hard as I could. <laughs> um, one of them runs up to me and was like, and shoves like a note in my face and was like, "Did you bring me this note?" And I was like, "No." And he goes, "Oh, carry on." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I later found out who gave him that note from the spoiler group. Um, so I was like, "That was you." Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm like, they have long, flat, orange beaks that are curved at the tip. That's so strange. Birds don't look like that. And they have curved tail feathers. That's weird. Ducks don't have that. And I'm like, and they have orange feet with webbing in the toes. And one of them, one of the acolytes pipes up, isn't that just a duck? And I was like, no, ducks have black feet. And they're like, oh, well, I've never seen a duck before. So I guess. <laughs> <laughs> one of the actors is like, I hate this. <laughs> And, they're, and like it has all white feathers. And one of the acolytes is like, yes, how could they have such pure, clean feathers? Another world walker told me that ducks are supposed to be brown, which is a natural color. And I'm like, exactly. Um, and they're like, lead me to the shapeshifter. And so I was like, right this way. But then one of them gave me a piece of gold so for, for the information. So I'm like, oh, you're too kind. And my friend later was like, so we wasted their time and took their money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, perfect. So we started, there's like a staircase in front of the statue, and we walked down the staircase, um, and they, based on what they were saying to each other, it sounds like they were having a little bit of difficulty navigating the stairs, um, because I heard one of them say something about a handrail, and then one of them says, (laughs) one of them says, St. Michael, take the wheel. St. Michael, take the wheel! (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just cracking up and we let them over and they they still firmly believe that otis the duck is in fact an evil shapeshifter and not a real duck but everyone laughed at them and it sure was a good time explaining to the spoilers group that in fact that was kaderin's idea (laughs) because they thought that i think they might have 
I mean, the the assumption that I would have made if I was seeing the second hand would be like, oh, some world walkers came up with like a really funny idea, and the actors decided to roll with it. Um, but in fact, the character you would least expect to come up with that kind of plan. Well, he is the Fae King. He's just been having a he hard is a fairy, time. That's true. Yeah, he's not the Fae King anymore. Oh, thank um, God, he's free. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe being free of his responsibilities. Yeah, or unless he was like that at the beginning of Mythos, and I just didn't see it. I don't know. Um, I also didn't talk to him very much during Aurora last year. So, um, maybe he's always been like this and I just never got to see it. (laughs) But, um, the only other thing I really want to talk about was, um, they introduced a new character in the acting troupe named Philander. Well, they had an opening. Who, yeah, they did have, had an opening. Um, and my friends and I joined the Bards group, um, the Bards Guild while we were there. We had to, um perform or hype up and uh, like a performance group. So we performed with the bards, not the bards, the dwarves um, for the bards. And then we had to create a drawing poem or song based on something that inspired us about evermore. So I drew like one of the lights and then we had to deliver an anonymous note of admiration from an Evermorean to another Evermorean. Um, so we did all those things and got inducted. That was fun. Um, and they told us to come back at eight because they were having a welcome party for Philander. Um, so we showed up and my friends and I kept like trying to leave cause we were bored. And I was like, I don't know if anything's really going to happen. Um, but we would leave. And then like, so we left and then the wolves of winter turned up. So we went back inside to see if anything happened. And then the wolves left. So we left and then the elves came in. So we went back in to see if anything would happen, but it didn't look like anything was going to happen. So we went back out and then the, and then the wolves came back. So we ran back inside and we're like motioning to the elves, like y'all got to get out of here. And we like made a human shield around one of the the elves and like one of them borrowed my friend's coat to kind of cover up and we were protecting them. And then the wolves eventually got chased away. And um, so everything seemed like it was going to be fine. And so I was like, okay, let's go. And then I heard um, Ollie start shouting. Um, And I was, and it was like, the room went quiet and Ollie gets his things and leaves, and eventually, basically, there is a confrontation where I found out that Philander is named Philander Morgan. He is the cousin of Maxwell Morgan. Why would they? Why would they hire the the cousin? They didn't. Oh, they didn't know. They didn't know. <laughs> they found out that his last name was Morgan right then and there. That's why there was all the fighting. So um, Chauncey tells him to get the fuck out. Um, Philander runs off. And he, like, spent the rest of the night trying out for different guilds. Um, But he didn't really like any of them. And so at the end of the night, I saw him. um, And he was kind of like, he was talking to another, oh, I I didn't see this happen, but apparently um, some A-World Walker or some World Walkers were making fun of him for being related to Maxwell. And Sykes came over and was like, if you don't stop that, I will arrest you. (laughs) So... um, that was kind of funny. He's sticking up for for poor uh, Philander. But at the end of the night, he's like, I, I'm a lousy knight, and I'm an even lousier hunter, and I'm, I don't want to hang out with the with the elven rangers. Have you all ever met that nightshade guy? Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> and so he was like, I'm, I am an, I'm a bard. I'm an actor through and through. And I'm going to 
go inside and I'm going to, because the actors, the actors actually have like a room now. There's a little, I think they're just calling it the barn, but they've opened another building that they can go into and there's tables and chairs and stuff and a stage. Um, But he's like, I'm going to go into the barn and I'm going to grovel and beg for my spot back. (laughs) And I was like, go man, I'm right behind you. Godspeed little man. (laughs) So we followed him in and I was really impressed with this actor because he had this very emotional, like impassioned speech where he was, he sounded like he was on the verge of tears the entire time begging Chauncey for his spot back because he's like, I'm not, he's like, I'm not like my cousin. I, um, I'm an actor. I, I can't go anywhere else. Like I need this. Um, and so Chauncey agreed to let him back in on a trial basis. Um, and it was a really small group that saw this happen because it was right at the end of the night. Um, I think there was maybe five or six people in there, um, including actors. <laughs> so I was the one that had to go to the spoiler group for once and be like, by the way, this happened. Um, but it was it was a really good scene. I'm glad we caught it. And then we got kicked out because it was the end of the night. Uh, so. And then you had to go. Didn't have <laughs> to go home, to but you had to get the hell out of there. Yeah. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay at Evermore. Get out. Um, so I've talked for quite a while about this. It's a lot. I'm going again on Saturday, so I'm probably going to hear about it again. Get ready. Um, and you'll hear so, it again. <laughs> I told the story before, and you'll hear it again. Um, but, yeah, that's my that's my free salt. I have a migraine forming for some reason, so I'm going to oh, no. take a fucking sip. Hold on a second, everyone. That was the most unattractive sip sound. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so I went to see um, Promare again. Uh, Promare. And um, it. so this is a funny thing. So I bought tickets for like a couple weeks ago when they said they were going to do the Redux. Um, uh, for me and two of my friends. And... Um, which cost me a little bit of a pretty penny, but it's hard to see Promer, and I didn't want to go alone, and we're all broke collectively, so we take turns. Uh, and so we um, we get there, and it's at my local theater, one that's like 10 minutes away from my house, which was my first mistake. Um, <laughs> and uh, so it said online that it was going to be in Japanese, with English subtitles, and then they were going to play the prequel movie with Gallo about um, him joining uh, the rescue. Um, and there's a character in that that features in the movie, but, like, apparently these prequel movies played, like, you could see them in Japan before Promed came out. Um... And so they expected you to go into seeing Promare with the, like, Promare, Promare, with the, like, knowledge that you had gained from the prequels. Now, I want to say that the movie makes complete sense without it. Um, There's just Easter eggs if you've seen the, like, other thing. Um, And it, like, just kind of expands the universe a little bit more. And you get to see Gallo joining 
the um the, the rescue team and it's super cute and funny because he's an idiot i leaned over while watching the movie to my friend um and i was like fuck sappho is just gallo like just a slightly bit edgier because she's a dark knight but she's just she's pure of heart and dumb of ass um but he's like you know dumb smart people who are dumb but also kind of smart um but come off as being an idiot. Kind of like Andy from Parks and Rec. Like, <sighs> like every once in a while he'll say something and you're like, actually, yeah, that's true. Like, you know, gas will fill this, like, whatever space um, of the, like, container that it's in or whatever. Like, stuff like that. Um, yeah, Sappho's like that. And so is Gallo. Uh, I will say that Gallo Thymos' name means excited rooster, which I think is super cute, <laughs> especially since his hair looks kind of like a rooster um so they have that little prequel and it was super cute because i hadn't seen it but when we first got there i missed like half of it and i was like whatever i'll live um so we the movie starts and it's in fucking english and i was like i was lied to this was supposed to be in japanese and like i will not say it is the worst english voice acting because i was telling Kay like the guy who played gallo was fine um leo's voice was really soft in English, in a way that it isn't in Japanese, but whatever. Um, the the girl who was playing Ina was reading her lines like she was doing a commercial for a medicine. It was weird. I I don't really understand what that was about. Um, but they were very stilted. Uh, God, I'm sorry. People are in the hallway and they're yelling. Um, so there, like, there was some stuff, and I was like, but, I was booty tickled, but I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna be that weeb, I'm just gonna sit here and watch my movie with my friends, and we make it halfway through the movie before a person walks into the theater and says, we're sorry to interrupt, but we're gonna restart the movie in Japanese, we're so sorry, um, we didn't, we didn't intend for this to happen, and then this guy comes in and he gives us all free movie passes, for um one movie free because of the inconvenience and um then we sit there for 10 minutes with the lights on bunch of weebs sitting in the theater and i was like which one of you fucking weebs <laughs> went <laughs> and complained at the front desk like yeah i was annoyed but I, we were already halfway through the movie like it, there we were um so then the pure fucking chaos of them starting trying to restart the movie well my friend and i found out that there are exactly four olive gardens in japan because we were talking about part five of jojo and how it for some reason in the animation it always looks like they're at olive garden and i was like i wonder if there's olive garden in japan there are there are four olive gardens in japan (laughs) so in this 10 minutes we're having this conversation uh and the pure chaos of the movie starting starts again and then it was like they decided maybe that they were going to fast forward to the same part, but then they fast forwarded past it and a huge spoiler happened and everybody started screeching. And then, um, so they rewound it. So we just ended up back at the beginning. I got to see the beginning of the pre-movie though, the little, the little mini movie. So I got, I got to see the whole thing anyway. Um, and the whole time this is happening, I'm like, I turned to my friend and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just, I just wanted a movie night with the fam. And instead, we got this. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I got... He, he like, turns to me and he's like, you got to see Bromare two and a half times now. Um, And he's like, and I got some entertainment. (laughs) And my friend was sleeping during the intermission. (laughs) 
my other friend who was sitting on the other side of um one of my other uh the my one friend was sitting on one side of me and then the other friend was sitting on the other side of him and she was taking a nap in the intermission part um but then she woke back up through the rest of the movie and i was like i'm so sorry and she's like and she was like i like this movie so it doesn't really matter um but yeah so i i saw it uh and then it gets to the best part of the fucking movie and the so the time that the movie should have stopped came and so the sound stopped and the commercial the movie theater commercial sound started so the sound became Reba McIntyre talking about her TV show while important ending stuff was happening. Like, luckily there were subtitles, but I still had to explain to my friend what happened at the end of the movie because it was distracting. He's like, I'm sorry, Reba was distracting me. And I was like, that's fair. They finally got the sound on after the pinnacle, like, part of the movie. They got the sound back on in time for the falling action of the film. Um, So the the very end happened it was a fucking disaster and then they played um an interview with some of the creators which was super duper fucking cool because they talked about some of their approaches with the animation because they knew they were going to do the colored lines um and you lose a little bit of expressiveness when you do that so then they were like well what if we used a gradient in the parts like eyebrows and stuff that needed to be darker it's just cool stuff like that like stuff that made me like you know i like i'm an artist so i was like fuck yeah and there's this one guy who kept saying he cried um he's like when i first saw our our the animation set to music i started crying (laughs) and then later he was talking about watching musicals and crying and he's like i mean isn't that why we do animation because we're moved by movement i don't know it was it was cute um and they were talking about how they always have like a theme for all of their movies so or in their shows so because this is trigger animation if y'all didn't know studio trigger so when they were like for um kill a kill it was fiber clothing um and i guess one of the head animators was talking to the the screenplay writer or the director and he was saying well what should our theme be this time and he was like fire and the helium animator guy was like that sounds hard let's do it um and they eventually decided that they were going to try to make the flames solid because if flames were solid you could hit them which if that ain't the most anime shit i've ever heard in my life i don't know what is like he's like you don't just have to put them out with water you can just fist fight them in a parking lot and i'm like god that's good that's good content tm but in the middle of this it stopped too and i was like guess we'll never know um but it restarted them talking and we got to hear what they had to say and like eventually we left the theater so i've seen promare two and a half times because my life is like that i guess um i felt really bad because by the time we got out of there we the movie started at one and we got out of there at four (laughs) so yeah um but my friends were like it's like i had fun blah 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 blah." but you know i i I get like i'm like i know the human beings with lives um and just because i'm okay with like spending time in the theater doesn't mean you know everybody is but we had a good time um 
And then Joan was like, give me, give me your Promare content on Twitter. And so I was like, I fucking got you, girl. And I was like, slides into your girl's DM to send her a bunch of Promare content. <laughs> I was like, let me, let me expose my whole ass here. Um, yeah, so if y'all, if y'all need some, I got, I got you. I got you, boo. Um, the second piece of pre-salt is that I got my plane ticket to visit Kay today. Woo! I purchased my plane ticket. Thank you, Priceline Negotiator. Um, <laughs> for getting me a good deal. Oh my god, everybody, are they yelling about Taco Bell? Oh my god, I'm sorry, Jake. Um, so I got my plane ticket to visit Kay in January, and I'm super excited. Um, oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm getting really distracted because they're yelling about Taco Bell. And then today I had an order, I ordered like last month um, from Robo Dumpling on Twitter a uh, Grahatia stand and a um, Emmett Selk earring. I finally, finally got my Emmett Selk earring. Um, and they were everything I ever wanted. I made an inhuman noise when I finally set up the little graha. Like, I, I put him in a <laughs> stand and put him next to my Christmas tree and made this sound that I'm not exactly sure what it is and I won't replicate it because I don't want to blow Jake's ears out. Um, but I love him. He's so fucking cute. The love of love of my life, little Grahatia. Um, so he's my, he's, he's part of my Christmas decor now. Looking adorable. Um, and then a fun, fun, funny thing. So I, you, everybody knows I have beef with Photoshop's membership, the creative cloud membership bullshit. Pro- Procreate 5, uh, just dropped or like their update. And, um, they were like, I, I don't have Procreate because I don't have an iPad, uh, because I have no money. Although I consider it a lot. Like eventually someday I'd get one just for art because it would like overall, like I go out to work a lot and it would be overall more efficient, but I don't have money. So that's not happening right now. But my friend draws on a tablet a lot and they really like it. Yeah. It's, it's really great. Cause it's, I see people doing it at cons. I see people like at cafes doing it. It just seems like a nice my way. My friend's to- so used to it that on many occasions they have um, tapped paper to get it to erase lines. I do that too. That's how it works on their tablet. <laughs> I've tried to make stuff bigger on paper by like, like, like doing that thing with your fingers, you know? It's um, like when you're playing a video game and you're trying to look around a wall, so you lean on, on your couch and then you're like, wait. <laughs> wait, yeah, exactly. Um, but someday. But the funny part is you can now download your Photoshop brushes into Procreate and they work faster than they do in Photoshop. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so... Mm, mm. Procreate was like, we're getting a lot of our membership from uh, people who are up with photoshop how can we make this more appealing i know yeah that it's like it's pretty incredible i mean the only thing i worry about is like um the setting up files for print for uh sending them to companies um is like they they have like basically right now when i send like my charms to be printed the company opens up my photoshop file um so I, I don't know, 
what that would be, what the process would be like using another company because I haven't done it. Um, this is specifically for charms and stuff because you need to be able to have different things on different layers. Whereas for stickers or prints, it prints on a single layer. So it doesn't really matter. I just, I could send them a JPEG. Um, but for charms and stuff, I have multiple layers and whatnot. So that's the only thing I worry about. But otherwise, yeah, I, so I've been trying to use Clip Studio, but I just hate the fucking brushes in Clip Studio. I just hate the way they feel. I don't know how to describe it. I've tried everything to make myself like them. It's something about, it's not about the brush itself because I've basically like almost recreated the exact brush I have in Photoshop by backwards engineering it like a crazy fucking person. Um, but it just doesn't feel right. It feels like I'm working really hard to draw. Um, and drawing is work. Let me, let me rephrase, but it feels like I, like I'm working just to do the physicality of moving the pen across the tablet and that nothing, it's just clunky feeling to me. Um, I don't know if anybody else has this problem. It's specifically the pen tool. So, Clip Studio works a little bit differently than Photoshop in that in Photoshop, the pen tool is a vector, um, like the way it works in uh, Illustrator, um, except Illustrator's pen tool and Photoshop's pen tool aren't cross compatible. So just because you know how to use the pen tool in Illustrator, you won't be able to use the pen tool in Photoshop necessarily and vice versa, which is stupid because they're all Adobe programs. Anyway, it's, an- it's another it's another piece of anger I have. Um but the pen, the way they've um, split the tools in Clip Studio is that they're subtools. So you've got um, what are, what would be all brushes in Photoshop is now you have pen brushes, essentially a pen subtool, a pencil subtool, and a brush subtool. And for some reason, the brush subtool is fine, but the um, pen subtool makes me want to fucking scream. And I don't know what it is about it. I can't figure it out. Um, hate it. Uh, and it, which is sad because I want Clip Studio to work for me so bad, but I'm just having so much beef with it right now. Um, that, I guess that's more salt, but I, I just, it's part of the, it's part of my overall thing about like how Procreate is basically kicking Photoshop's ass. I just wish like Clip Studio had that same, same thing for me. Um, but not currently. Uh, and then my dad likes this band called Band Made. They're a J-rock band. So the other night I was going on a, a journey because I was looking for this one K-rock song for my friend, um, Korean rock. And, uh, I went on a spiral of like looking for old Korean rock songs. And then I found new Korean rock bands that sound like um, 2000s emo bands. And I was like, this is the best news. And at first I thought they were old k-rock bands but it just turns out that they just discovered emo or something because they're new um and i was like this is the emo renaissance i needed in 2019 um going into 2020 because i'm feeling i'm feeling the emo recently um but then i ended up i was like man you know what this makes me think about how much i miss visual k so then i went on a journey of like watching old visual k music videos and um 
I was just thinking about how my dad was complaining about how hard it is to get his songs on iTunes or whatever and like all this stuff and I was like back in my day you found whatever you could in the foreign music section at Rasputin's and you liked it Uh, (laughs) and you were thankful like the only reason I ever heard Lark and CL is because like I found their album in the foreign music section of Rasputin's I heard them from Full Metal Alchemist oh that's right Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Sorry, you have to do it both times. <laughs> uh, but I definitely went on a, you know, like, down a rabbit hole. I was supposed to be trying. I even took my Adderall, but, like, the thing about Adderall is that um, you focus, but sometimes you don't focus sometimes on the Sometimes you right focus thing. on the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. So I went down this rabbit hole of uh, Visual K memories, and then, like, because I had been doing that, YouTube recommended a bunch of newer J-Rock bands, and one of them was band-made, and I know my dad listens to them, so I was like, fine, fuck, whatever, I'll listen to this. And, uh, actually, they're really good. Um, they're, all their albums are on Spotify right now. Uh, I don't particularly like their first two very much, I and mean, even my dad was like, I don't like their first two albums. World Domination is probably my favorite. Their newest album is pretty good, too. Um, and in fact, I, I don't know, uh, there's a lot of songs that sound like they should be anime openings, um, but it's, it's really cool, um, they all, the, the, I guess, like, the, one of the main members, um, uh, or, like, the person who started the band used to work in a maid cafe, and, like, was like, what if we were a rock band, but we dressed like maids, um, and so they do that, except now they all kind of have their personalized maid uniforms. The bass player barely wears a maid uniform. She's, like, customized it so much that it's not really a, a maid uniform. Misa, she's super cool. Um, but, yeah, the, they're good. They're good, Todd Howard, if you like rock music, if you like J-rock. Um, and I don't know, I love me some dance music and some... Like, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, I listen to a lot of pop music, I listen to a lot of rap and hip-hop and, um, you know, like, dark wave and stuff, but I was just, I just wanted some, I just wanted some comfort rock music. Sometimes it's like comfort food for me. Um, This isn't like, this is like barely related to what you're talking about, but I'm just, I was just reminded of this because we were talking about J-Rock and such. Um where I don't remember what musician it was, but he was posing with, like, a, gr- a like a Japanese girl band of, like, death metal Oh, artists. it was um, Rob and Zombie and Baby Metal. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And people were commenting, they're like, oh, you know, how dare you pose with them? And he was his response to every comment was just like, they rock harder than you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, they're, they're more metal than um, anyone, any of you. I actually really appreciate that because it's like the polar opposite of a bunch of adult dudes making fun of Billie Eilish for not knowing who Van Halen is. This yeah. guy's like, R- Rob Zombie was like rock grandpa and he was like, listen, they're metal. Don't you dare talk to my granddaughters that <laughs> way. <laughs> These are my children now. <laughs> you're gonna talk, you're gonna talk trash about my granddaughters, you're gonna get your ass whooped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good content and I feel like that's the way it should be is to kind of like yeah, you gotta yeah. stick up for each other, man. Yeah. Um, no gatekeeping. No gatekeeping. It's stupid. Why not just? Why not just like enjoy music together? I don't understand. Um, and then finally, 
I'm going to do a 2020 update. I don't know if anybody saw it on Twitter. I'll talk about this more later. But basically, um, I left a toxic work environment recently. I mean, I still have two more. I put in my two weeks. So um, I am going to be looking for other work. But also, I am trying to finish school right now. Um, So to kind of, like, help that... I will be pumping my uh, my Patreon with more content um, because, like, y'all deserve more content. Um, and I'll have a little bit more time for a while. And then I will be streaming on Thursdays. Um, I think Thursdays at 6 p.m. won the poll um, on Twitch. And they will be art streams. Um, Does that start this Thursday? No, that starts in twenty January of twenty twenty. So the first okay. Thursday of January in January. <laughs> good, me. good catch, Kay. Um, Kay is on the case. Uh, I just I was gonna watch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I might do some things where I I say might, but I probably will do. Uh, basically, I'll put up a doc, and it'll be sketch um, commission streams too. So. Um, Basically, for, like, $15, like, you can uh, have... I need to figure out how to do this. I've seen other people do it, but I'm trying to remember how they do it. But essentially, for $15, you get a sketch recommendation. There are going to be rules on the dock every, you know, time because you you can't trust people to not make you draw a bald gas coin. Um, (laughs) but there'll be there'll be cheap commissions essentially because they'll just be like sketch commissions. Um, but also any anything I'm working on, um, we'll go there and sketch, listen to music, talk, like anything. I will have my mic on. Um, there will not be video of me because I look like a fucking gremlin when I'm at home, and y'all don't need to see me in full gremlin mode. It's disgusting. Um, but. That is my basic start point. Um, I am also thinking about, basically I'd have to double my content to uh, have the process videos on um, Patreon, which will be full length process videos. Whereas I might take some of my clips from my stream and put them on YouTube, which will be edited shorter. So they won't be full process videos as much as like, you can just watch them if you're not a Patreon and they're short and you get the idea. Um, and just like, you know, it's quicker versions if you could make it to the stream or whatever. So that's what I'll be doing. Um, and I have my shop opening, hopefully, because I have a bunch of merch and I'm living on top of it right now. Um, and uh, Merch I, Mountain. <laughs> merch Mountain. It's, it's so... God, one day I dream of having an office. Could you imagine an office? Um but where I could put my merch and have, like, a room where I could, like, pack stuff. Essentially, I'm probably going to have to leave California if I ever want that. But, you know, I can dream. Um, it's hard to just get up and move to another state. It sure is. especially Even without... if you only moved, like, one state over. That's, that's, that's quite a lot of distance. It's quite a lot of distance. So I guess I'll just be living on top of my merch. Um, but basically, I'll be hustling for a while and trying to finish school. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I am looking for other work, but I just, I, I mean, like, art is work. I just don't necessarily 
feel like personally, sometimes I'm like, well, this isn't valid. And I'm like, there are literally people who do art for a living. How is this any less valid? Yeah. Well, that also it kind of sounds like you're worried about the stability of it because art isn't really like a stable income a lot of times unless yeah. you're working contracted. And that's that's 100% true. Um, but I don't know. I don't know where my brain functions best yet. I know I work really well with deadlines. Um, something I've learned is that deadlines give me a very solid endpoint. So I'm like, well, brain, you have to get this done by this time. And that's it. There are no ifs, ands, or buts, which is a lot easier than the indefinite um, trudging of like other things. Uh, but I, I just, you know... I want to be able to support myself and I don't, I don't know how to do that while also taking care of my mental health. Uh, but just for right now, until I can find something stable, I am going to be hustling for a while. So look out for that in 2020. That's all my pre-salt. All right, moving into the salt. One thing that's separate and then a bunch of stuff that kind of rolls into each other. So I guess we'll just get the one thing out of the way first, which is that um, for crafting in Final Fantasy XIV, you need uh, crystals. And up until now, I didn't really have to think about them because I ignored like crafters for so long that just by going through the course of the story, I collected so fucking many of them. But now that I went and ground out 60 levels on my crafters, I'm running out of them. And now I have to actually care about them. So I think it's really annoying, but I think what I'm going to do is, um, like, in downtime, I will go and just grind them out. Because mm. you can you can get them with botany and uh, mining. It just takes time. So I think I'll just, like do that for a little while until I replenish stocks. You can buy them for fairly cheap, but I want... want I spent a lot of money on that fake in-game house, and now I need to rebuild my funds a little bit. (laughs) I play a video game to get away from real-life stuff, and then I have to deal with real-life stuff in my fucking video game. Like debt. Like debt. Debt to income ratio. (laughs) Um... But, yeah, that's probably what I'll do in between, like, combat roulettes. I haven't done a lot of combat content outside of Shinryu Extreme uh, for a while, and it would be nice to get back to it for a while and maybe farm for tombstones instead for once and get my last piece, two pieces of caster gear from the copied factory and blah, blah, blah. But um, we'll see how that goes. And then uh, now all the stuff that kind of rolls into each other. I talked last podcast about how I didn't want to drop the ALA cosplay contest, but over Thanksgiving, I did not get... I finished, like, one boot cover, and I was like, I can't do this. I can't force myself to work on this costume. So I dropped the contest. I think my options were kind of like, force yourself to work on this costume and hate the result, or back off, finish it later on your own time, and just drop the cosplay contest and not stress yourself out. Yeah. So that was the option I picked. 
Um, and like, it feels like the better option because I moved on to other projects and I'm much happier working on those than I was than I was working on High Elf Archer. So, um, that's probably it's probably it was probably the right choice. It is a little sad though because I did want to like experience an out of out of town convention um like cosplay contest but there will be other opportunities so um i don't i don't know if i'm going to go to ala in 2021 but if i do i can try that one again or you know maybe i'll maybe i'll go to soccer con again for once or something i you know there'll be there'll be other chances even if it's not for a year or more so and it's better to just kind of treat your burnout first and then yeah yeah i'm gonna significantly reduce the amount of costumes i make next year (laughs) um so that i'm not constantly on a deadline um trying to get a costume done before a con it's it's not good todd um so to that end after that i was like well i mean now i'm free to work on my evermore costume because that was something i'd been planning on doing um after i got back from ala so um i had my my costume that I made um, for the first day of Aurora and I wore it, but it was, <laughs> it looked really cute. Um, but I determined that I don't like wearing that many skirts. <laughs> it was like three skirts, which, and, and I also had two pairs of leggings underneath just to stay warm. So that's a lot to deal with if you have to do anything. Um, Anytime I had to go to the bathroom or like it was super wet and snowy. So the bottom of my skirts were just like soaked at the end of the night and I was lifting them up all the time. So my hands were always full of of skirt or something. (laughs) (laughs) So this past week I wore like um, a slightly different blouse and leggings and kept the cape. By the way, I forgot to talk about this in pre-salt, but the big red and gold bow that I have um, on my cape, I I didn't really think at the time that was going to cause issues, but the Wolves of Winter kept telling me that they thought I was an elf um, oh. because they all wear red and green and gold. And so I kept having to like pull my hair back and be like, no, look at my ears, see I'm human. Um, and they kept, they were like, but you speak for the elves. And I'm like, no, I, I, I don't. I, I don't really know them. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't know these elves. Yeah, multiple, multiple wolves of winter told me that um, they thought I was an elf at first and that I'm lucky that they figured out that I wasn't. Um, So it did cause a little bit of conflict, which is interesting. I actually appreciate that the actresses did that um, because I was like, no, no, don't, don't stab me. (laughs) Um, So um, I guess if you want to create a fast enemy, wear red and gold to Evermore Park this season. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but to that end, to the Evermore costume end, because I'm kind of, like, slowly working on that, I I cleaned out my fabric closet because it needed to be reorganized desperately. Um, so I I have, like, some big, like, Rubbermaid bins that I keep my fabrics in, um, and I went through them and I tossed, um, I tossed really tiny scraps that weren't going to be good for anything, but I kept, I kept larger scraps um, but I put those in a separate bin and I just like folded my fabric nicely and organized it so that like faux leather and faux fur and pleather are in this one and cottons and linens and 
denims and adjacent fabrics are in this one and really fancy fabrics like satins are in this one and you know like yeah and it's so now there's like room to move around in that fabric closet which is awesome but also i pulled out fabrics that i could use for my evermore costume so that i could make the costume without having to spend a ton of money um i did buy some fabric but i like try i'm trying to like recycle and use as much fabric that i already have that's just sitting in there uh, as I could. So, and thankfully there was a lot in there. Um, but I also, when I was at the park, I noticed that Kyra was wearing some fucking sweet leggings. They were like faux leather and they had these long strips of lace up the sides, um, like wide lace. So I got some lace on, um, Etsy and some faux leather leggings from H and M and I just last night and a little bit tonight, I sewed them together. That was precarious because basically the um, the leggings obviously stretch because uh, that's how leggings work, if you didn't know. Um, but the lace I bought doesn't. So I put the leggings on and I positioned the lace and I very, very carefully pinned the lace to the leggings while I was wearing them <laughs> um, and then kind of just sewed them down by hand in a couple of spots, a bunch of spots, and then put them back on and tacked down anywhere that was too loose. And uh, they turned out really nice. But that brings me to salt, which is fast fashion. I paid like $20, $25 for these leggings, and they weren't finished. Um, yeah, by weird. which I mean the hems weren't, that like they were just a raw edge. Um, pleather technically is not supposed to fray, so theoretically you could get away with this, but if I'm paying that kind of money for leggings in a store, the cuffs had better fucking be finished. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of shitty that I had to go home and turn them up once and sew them down myself. It's one thing if I decide to do that, that's my problem, but H&M... I, I like I feel like too it's like yeah, even if it doesn't fray, it looks shitty if you leave them. It looks ugly. Yeah. Finish your hems, always. Yeah. So um stupid. It's so annoying. So and but like that's how fast fashion be, right? They make their clothes as cheaply as and quickly as possible and cr- just crank them out for a quick buck, right? But then like I can't afford to... I bought... I found a pair... What may have actually been the exact pair of leggings that Kyra was wearing on Etsy, and they were, like, $85. And, like, they were... I'm sure... I don't want to disparage the person who made these leggings, because there's some independent artist that's making these clothes, but... And so I'm sure that they were worth 85 leggings. $85. 85 dollars. Like, 85 pairs of leggings, a dollar each. Um... (laughs) I'm sure they were worth $85, but I am not really willing and able to spend $85 on a pair of leggings. Yeah. So I buy the shitty ones for $25. It, it, it'd be like that in society, I guess. We live um, in a society. We live in a society. Leggings live in a society. <laughs> Phones live in a society. Um, but... The other thing was I, I did a test. I didn't. I sent this to you. I didn't post it, but I did a test of an embroidery file that I wanted to use on, like, one part of my um, Evermore costume. That's like a really stylized fairy wing. Um, 
And can I get an F in the chat for the two embroidery needles that got broken during the test of this? Because suckers get expensive after a while. Um, I had such a babysit. Like, you know, I thought when I was going to invest in this embroidery machine that it was essentially going to be a set it and forget it kind of thing. But, and people feel, I, I don't have a 3D printer, but I have some friends that bought a 3D printer and they kind of felt similarly where they're like, I thought I could just set it and forget it. And multiple times I have woken up in the morning and it's just goop on my um, tray and not the gun that I set it to 3D print or whatever. But um, it's the same thing I have to kind of, I can do other things. So like a lot of times I'll, you know, do chores while it's going Mm -hmm. and just listen really carefully. And if at any point it doesn't sound quite right, I'll go check on it. Um, and usually my intuition's right where I'm like, oh, it sounds a little bit strange. And then I go over there and the needle breaks or, um, it'll like, or I'll I'll listen for it stopping because it will, um, it will stop if the, if it runs out of thread, um, or if the thread breaks or something, which happened, which also happened a bunch of times during this. Um, it looked really nice in the end. Uh, but I don't know how I'm going to use it yeah <laughs> um we'll we'll see that one there were some other um embroidery files that i got where it's it would be easy enough to like make patches and then just sew them onto the costume but this one because of all the um empty space in it and how delicate it is you can't really do that so i would have to embroider it directly on the piece but it's i i, I might have to invest in a smaller embroidery hoop um so that's fun. And then the, the last thing I have to talk about is that um, I have like this pattern. It's a simplicity pattern. Simplicity puts out a lot of patterns that are like, they're not officially licensed costumes for these characters, but they are costumes for these characters. They're like the um, spirit versions of stuff where it's like, like a uh, clown girlfriend and it's spooky, spooky man. And it's like, the halloween guy yeah or whatever yeah it's basically that um this is the not cersei lannister and not sansa stark pattern um for simplicity um and basically i took it and i cut the sleeve short because it has these really long like bell sleeves and i made the skirt parts a little bit different so that it's more like a coat and not like a dress and i'm gonna make that into a um costume but when i was modifying the pattern and like i cut out the pattern pieces and i laid them out on my piece of fabric it's the same fabric that i use for Link's cape the like dark blue um fabric and i was like all right sweet i have just barely enough fabric for this pattern with the modifications that i made um i found out today that i had missed a piece um in the pattern so Again, for you, those of you following along at home, um, sometimes patterns will have just like a front and a back piece, like a t-shirt. Um, but for fabrics that don't stretch very much or that, that need to be more fitted, they might have additional pieces. So it'll be like front, side, front, back, side, back. Um, and this is in the latter category. And I missed the side back piece and I didn't have enough fabric in the dark blue fabric to, um, 
cut the piece. So I'm like, I don't want to buy more fabric. Um, but the pattern has a um, contrast piece where it's like a band. Because it's Cersei's dress is kind of like a kimono wrap almost where it has the... Um, they like it, it wraps and it has like the the neck band kind of and the and the band around the sleeves. Yeah. Um. So I cut some contrast fabric for that. Um. And I was like, what if I used the same contrast fabric for this one panel in the main costume? It's like a a gray scale fabric. Mm. Um. That interestingly enough, uh, the character Henry Werther in the park it has a cloak made of this fabric. I was like, oh, hey, I know that fabric. I bought it from Joanne Fabrics. Um, <laughs> I have some of it in my closet. And so that's kind of like how it's like, why don't I use that for the, co- the contrast? Because the thing that I'm not like, I bought enough of it. I bought it for one very small thing and I haven't done that thing yet, but I bought a yard of it. So I will have enough of it even with these cuts. Um so I went and got that, and I cut my contrast fabric out of it, and it, it's going to look really cool. But fuck, that fabric is hard to cut. I don't know <laughs> why. It's so, like, thick, and it, it just, like, my scissors are also shitty and dull, and I need to sharpen them. But, like, it made my hands swell up. It was not a good time. Um, but it's it's going to look really cool when it's done. And isn't that what really matters? That is what really matters. That's, that's the, at the end of the day, you're fighting crime and you look cute. So that's all that matters. Exactly. So I will post pictures of that when it's a bit more done. I was working on it tonight before we started recording. Um, but it, it isn't very together yet. So, um, more on that to come and i'm just now i'm just waiting for my cloak fabric to come in the mail because i bought some fabrics for some cool cloaks that i'm gonna make and it was supposed to not when i first checked the got the shipping notification i checked and it was like should be delivered by monday december 16th and i was like oh that's kind of a bummer i won't have time to throw the cloak together before evermore this weekend but that's okay um but today it updated to say will be delivered by Thursday the 12th. So I'm like, <gasps> can I do this? Can I throw this together in two days? Probably. I bet I could do it. I just have to, It'll. I mean, hopefully UPS isn't lying to me about that. I mean, the problem right now is that because of the holidays, a lot of packages are being a little bit delayed because high volume. So hopefully they will actually deliver it on Thursday and not, a couple days late, like the last package that I got. <laughs> um, but that's okay. Um, I, I don't need, I can still wear my fluffy, um, cape if I need to, it would just be, it would just be fun, you know, yeah. be fun to have something new to wear. <laughs> um, although it was actually really warm on Saturday, I ended up not needing that cape and my friend wore it instead. Um, the entire night. And, uh, <laughs> Lonnie made a joke that I was trying to trick him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I would never. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's everything. I'm sorry. I'm kind of rambling all over the place, but. Mm, it's fine. I'm just listen to you talk. You're just like everybody else here. <laughs> all right. I am the big sad, but y'all already knew that. And some of us can't just sun our bum <laughs> to get rid of our depression. <laughs> Could you imagine? 
Could you imagine? I, I like, I cannot go into my backyard um, at all, so it's just impossible. Also, it's kind of cold. I mean, I say it's cold. It's real cold out here, and sometimes yeah. we don't get sun. Like, the, the smog finally got blown out this weekend, but it was it was really bad for a minute there. It's been raining here. I do like rain, um, although it made my work smell awful. Also, I went to go turn off a big-ass light in the um, electrical room, and water was leaking through the ceiling, and I was like, that's <laughs> not good. And then I just flicked off the light and left. Um, <laughs> I did say there's water leaking in here. That's probably not a good idea, but it didn't seem like anybody cared, so I was just like, whatever. Uh, but um, as, I, as I said, I, I put in my two weeks' notice, um, and I immediately regretted it because I was just like, where am I going to get money now? Uh, but also... It was a really toxic situation. I need to tell y'all that when I went to go put in my two weeks notice, one of my bosses was trying to break open a squash with a hammer, and the other one was <laughs> in the same she room. She didn't tell me that part. Oh, yeah. She had grown these squashes, and she was like, what's inside the squash? Um, because it's called squash. Like a, a birdhouse squash, I guess, and they're, they they feel hollow. Um and they're, like, hard on the outside. So she was hammering a squash while my other boss was inhaling helium out of a balloon and talking. And I was like, I, I just want to quit. Um, uh, it sounds like a fun time. And uh, people were making trigger jokes in the back room. And I was just like, I need, I need to get out of here. Multiple times that day, I was like... Do I want to quit? And then something would happen and it'd be like, absolutely. Like, I would be like, do yes. I want to quit? And then the guy who's been thrown out multiple times for touching himself in the library was back at it again at the Krispy Kreme. And I was like, and I had to pick up those books and clean them all. And so I was like, you know, I do want to leave. And then the- that was, <laughs> sorry, keep going. Oh, no. What was it? I was saying that I was like that's like one of my previous jobs where I was like I already put in my two weeks and I had something like a week left and um, I was having anxiety because moving on to a new job is always hard and I got bit and I was like you know what fuck this job I can't wait to leave yeah I was just like <laughs> um yeah so I I guess I guess I'm just stressed out because it's like the it's so hard to find work in this in this econ in this society um. And also, I'm 25 and I feel like I'm dying. Like, I'm 800 years old and I'm near... Can people stop yelling in the hallway? Good God. Um, I feel like this is the end. Like, I've, I'm too old to have lived any of my dreams. I'll never have a house. And I've made myself this thing where it's like, I cannot date unless I am successful enough to be worth someone's time. Like, I will not be a scrub. So then I'm like, I guess I'll die alone um, without work. And I've created this mess for myself, so I'm having a mental breakdown rather than just being like, this is just, like, a transitional period. Instead, it feels like, oh, I failed again, and now I have to go find something else to do. Um, I know this is kind of cliche, but remember that Alan Rickman didn't start acting until he was in his 40s. That does make me feel slightly better, actually. So never, it, never mind that it's cliche, that did make me feel relaxed a little bit. Didn't make the tension bleed out of my body a tad. Um, Glad it could help. Thank you. But yeah, I just, I've just been having a lot of stress of like, I've, I've missed my opportunity and I'm 25 years old. There was this article saying that like millennials tend to feel older than they are um, because 
there were a lot of uh, markers set for us by older generations where things were possible, but they're not possible anymore. And when we don't reach them, we feel like we failed, but it, it's hard to reach them. Um, but like I said, I just, I don't have very much love for myself right now. Um, but also I was, I, I guess I was just weighing like, can I be in this toxic situation or will that make me ultimately go bananas? Um, and like either the work has to be fulfilling or like, I have to f feel like I'm not scared of my coworkers, if that makes sense. Um, or like not feel like I'm in a toxic situation. One or the other has to happen and I had neither. So I guess I'm spoiled, but whatever, I'll move on. Um, I do have kind of a funny story from work though. There was this, uh, I told Kay this story, but it it's, I put it in salt because I mean, I'm not really salty about it. It was actually the, one of the funniest things that's happened at work. Um, but I could hear the new machines that we have. One of them was running and running and running. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I went to go see if something was stuck on it um, for the return machine. And I looked into the like little slot and there's a kid with his phone out and he's like filming it, but he's got his hand over the sensors of the machine. And so it's just running the conveyor belt in the way that they exactly told us not to let people do. Um, so I put on my best customer service voice and I'm like, hey, um, could you not do that? It's, it, it'll break our machine. So please don't do that. And the kid goes, stupid, and then walks away. And I was just like, you're right. I am stupid for working here. <laughs> I'm like, but that still doesn't mean you can run our machines. Um, because I couldn't let him do that. But like, also, I don't know. It was kind of funny. I was just like, that sure is children, ain't it? Uh, <laughs> but it, I just, that was, that was like something that could have made me salty, but it didn't because it was a kid. If it had been an adult, I would be like, okay, we're going to square up. Um, but it was a child. So I wasn't even about to square up with the child. Uh, but I just, I've, I've just been having time. Um, so that's, that's my salt. I just, I just want to be able to support myself. Is that a crime? Is that? I guess. I, I just, I just want to, you know, be paid for work and not be miserable at the same time. Like nobody enjoys their job and there are stressful elements of every job. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it not yeah. be the thing that makes me totally have a meltdown, but also, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this. I'm just sad, Todd. I'm so fucking sad. But I can make y'all happy by telling you that I found four boxes of my favorite ginger snaps after they've been gone for months. <laughs> I mean, hell yeah, that's great. <laughs> I was at the store, and there were only four boxes, and I was like, these four boxes are mine. <laughs> They're Stick them in the freezer, they'll last you a while. Yeah, I was just, because I had been buying inferior ginger snaps, basically, um, that were not as good, and... I was just like, fuck, these are not the ginger snaps I want. And I was miserable and I couldn't find my ginger snaps. And then I was at the store um, getting something because my mom texted me for groceries. Uh, and I was getting some groceries for my mom and I saw them there. And I was like, do I want to take all four of these boxes? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. And I took all four. 
just like I um I have some recipes that I like to make that involve cranberries, but of course you can't get fresh cranberries year round here, mm-hmm. or at least not very easily. Um, and so now there's, I mean, long story short, there's six sandwich bags of cranberries in my freezer right now. <laughs> Listen, I think I bought some I bought some really big bags and I just like portioned them out and froze them so I can use them later. Fuck yeah. For food. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm gonna bring the inferior um the inferior ginger snaps to work tomorrow and be like, here you go, kids. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And drop them on the table. Here you go. Um but whatever. I do do my best. I will continue to do my best for y'all. That's um, all you can do. Yeah, and you know, try to try to entertain people because my my true joy in life is making people laugh. Uh, <laughs> is, I I'm glad that I can do that here, um, and that I found out that it's one of my true. I guess I just never thought about how much I like making people laugh until I started podcasting, and I was like, oh, this is an endorphin. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it just brings me happiness. Uh, I think a lot of people like to make people laugh. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good thing. I definitely my friend fucking called me out so hard. There's this part where Gallo is posing in front of the entire like rescue team and um he's doing this like weird lunge squat thing and my friend uh leans over to me during the movie he's like he's doing your lunge squat thing and i'm like am i the one who is pure of heart and dumb of ass? <laughs> Cuz i always do this weird lunge squat i'll have to take a picture of it someday and put it on twitter because people who don't know me irl don't get the benefit of my lunge squat um (laughs) when i am emphasizing a point when i'm really excited about something i do this weird like lunge squat in irl when i'm talking about my kojima piss board um the lunge squat is it's out and it's for everyone to see (laughs) but anyway that's my salt all right now for some important salt uh, the first comes from my Sinclair at my underscore Sinclair. Brain just connected Castlevania to Kingdom Hearts with the full meaning and implication of the heart collection and time travel use, and I'm fucked up, fam. Does Dracula keep coming back because of Trevor Belmont traveling back through his past hearts? Is Alucard the nobody of Trevor, Bel- Trevor Belmont? Or is this all a plot by Soma Cruz as the furthest in the timeline? My vote is Soma Cruz, Terra Cruz? I. I gotta be honest, Maya, I've played some Kingdom Hearts games, and I don't know what you're talking about. It's <laughs> <laughs> because Kingdom Hearts doesn't know what it's talking about. That's true. I mean, like, it makes sense, but also it only made sense because at the very end of the third game, fucking bad guy dropped the entire plot of the game. Um, I didn't play Kingdom Hearts 3. my continues to insist that Kingdom Hearts makes perfect sense. And maybe because she is a superior life form as a robot and can understand in ways that I just do not understand. But I did not really understand it until the villain spiel at the end of 3 when I finally got to know what a Kingdom Hearts was. Like, I... I mean, like, I don't really understand it, but I feel like for the most part it doesn't really matter. I... Well, it did! It did matter! It... Listen, I mean, all it I'm doesn't saying... matter to me, is what I meant. Like, it's, I'm like, you know, this is fucking stupid and doesn't make any sense, but whatever. I, I mean, like, you're, I mean, you're playing a game, so, and it's Yeah, like, it's a fun game to play, so it's like, okay. All I can I'll, think I'll about roll with this for now. is that, um, we're, like, 
Maya and I were talking about, like, the difference between, like, okay, yeah, the Metal Gear games are also confusing, but, like, I didn't have to wait until the last game to find out what a Metal Gear was. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's that. Um, although, then I said that, and then fucking, um, then Kojima dropped a game where everything is explained in the last, like, 30 minutes of the game, exactly like Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, and, I mean, that game is widely considered bad, though. <laughs> like, the story is considered a little, like, fucked up. Um, also, like, some people do claim that Metal Gear is high art, but I've certainly never cl- claimed that. I think the Metal Gear games are a bunch of dumb bullshit, too. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I just enjoy them. People are like, Metal Gear's high art. I'm like, Big Boss canonly believes in Santa. Fight me. (laughs) (laughs) And Peace Walker, you can have sex with somebody in a box on the beach. Like, there's... (laughs) Snake only. Can be no one else. Can be no one else, snake only. (laughs) I think think the only one that came close to having, like, an actually good story was probably three. Yeah, I, I mean, 3 is just like a spy movie, so... Yeah, can... it's more it's more down-to-earth, and therefore it isn't fucking stupid like the other ones. It's just kind of stupid. You taught me bees. <laughs> also, bees. it gave us young Ocelot, who accidentally shot his crush in the eye, leading to one of my favorite shots from the entire game, because he gets slapped <laughs> by <laughs> the boss, Joy, and then... Fucking Vulcan's doing something on the floor, and then um, Snake is writhing in pain because he got shot in the eye. There's just so much happening in that whole scene. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of that shot from Return of the Jedi, where um, like Luke goes to kick that dude, but it like it, like there's a like obviously it's a fake kick, so the, but there's a huge distance between him and the dude, and then the dude overthrows himself backwards with the kick. Let's go of his blaster while I said Boba Fett goes flying by with his jetpack in the background and just like so much is happening during that scene and (laughs) (laughs) that one shot it's like that's the Metal Gear Solid 3 shot of the shot in the eye part um but yes back to imported so I fucking went on a tangent I'm sorry but in in my defense Mai's my imported salt inspired a tangent. Um, we've got Lord of the Jolly Likes and Cheer at night underscore twitten. It's the end of the year, and I am exhausted. Work's wrapping up next week, and I'll have the whack... Wait. Time to make this larger to make sure I'm reading this correctly. And I'll have a whack off time. Of time off. I'll have a whack of time off. A whack. So, like, a lot. Oh. Do they say that in Australia? Apparently. Is that what the Australians say? I'll have a whack of time off. Because my brain was like, I'll have a whack off. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I'll have a whack of time off. But that also means money will be tight, so I'm looking forward to spending a lot of time at home living inexpensively. Except it's summer, and it's hot as balls. It's gonna be 43 goddamn degrees tomorrow, and I have to wear black pants and shoes. Ah! 
On the upside, it's Christmas, and so that means getting to formally show love and affection for all my people. In that regard, people should hire Jesse because they're absolute. Fuck, I am not making this up. I just want you to know that it's actually written here. People should hire Jesse because they're a fabulous artist. 10 out of 10 recommended. Um, ha, huh, you thought it was imported salt, but it was me bringing endorsement. This is so funny that I read that one. I swear to y'all that it actually says that. I didn't it make say that. that. I can confirm. <laughs> I was like, uh, wait a minute. 40, 43 degrees Celsius is 109.4 degrees Fahrenheit for what our the fuck, American viewers. <laughs> I love how I say what the fuck, Richard, because it's from that vine, but we actually actually also know someone named Richard, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, are you wearing all black? Because um, I know I think you're a music teacher. Do you like, are you wearing all black? Is it a Christmas show? Is it a Christmas music show? Are you going to get some browsing renditions of Jingle Bells played slightly (laughs) off key on a clarinet? Because nothing is more wonderful than that. (laughs) Play Surf and Santa. Surf and Santa! God, it's so wild to me that it's summer for y'all down there. Um... And, like, it's Christmas time, like, because every part of our Christmas lore up here is always, like, snow, snowmen, winter, and y'all are, like... I imagine it's weird to listen to Christmas carols that are about snow and sleigh bells ringing and ice and whatnot, and it's 43 fucking degrees Celsius. I know. (laughs) I mean, I guess you guys could sing the, like, drummer boy one, right? Because, like... Yeah, that's a more religious song. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I well, I get well. The religious ones are the ones that take place in the desert. So, like, yeah, that's why it's like, God, I will never forget high school. I went to a Waldorf school um, because I I got some money to do that uh, because I'm smart. I guess I actually don't. I they interviewed me. Not the point. Point is, I went to a Waldorf school. If nobody's ever been to a Waldorf school. I only went to the high school. I had no experience going in, um, but they like to tell stories there, because just Google it. Um, but anyway, so our one of our teachers, our Eurythmy teacher, you also have to Google Eurythmy, because I don't have it in me to explain it to you, um, was telling us the story, because every year they did the shepherd's play, and, like, teachers and students participated in the shepherd's play, and then they did it for, like, the grade school through the high school, um, and so we had to fucking haul our asses to another place to watch this play, uh, but our, during one of our morning meetings, like, one of our, our Eurythmy teachers telling the plot of this play, well, it's the fucking, the shepherd's play is, yeah, it's the nativity story, basically, um, so she's going on about the desert and I'm following along. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then she's like, and the pine trees and the snow. And I'm like, we're in the fucking desert. And I say this out loud and someone, someone in front of me, cause it gets cold in the desert. I don't doubt that, but there are no pine trees in the desert. Um, and I'm sure there's like something that's related to a pine tree in a desert, but this woman was definitely talking about like pine trees. Um, and the person sitting in front of me was like, shh, you're ruining the magic. <laughs> I was like, 
There are no pine trees in the desert. Like, I'm sorry, but the little baby Jesus was not sitting beneath a Christmas tree, like a Christmas pine tree, unless it was like a like a Christmas bush, and it was, uh, like... I mean, it was pretty well established that little baby Jesus was in a manger. Yeah. Like, in, yeah. in like, a barn. So... <laughs> like, excuse me, ma'am, um, I think about that all the time especially every time i see a nativity i think about it but like those are the only songs that i can think of that take place in a warm climate besides like the songs that came later like surf and santa um so i it's bizarre to me like do you guys have like fake snow on stuff and it's like when i went to harry potter world in florida and um there was like fake snow on all the buildings but it was also 90 degrees fahrenheit and also, like, there was a humidity of, like, 80% or something, and I was sweaty and gross, and there's, like, fake snow, and I was like, how dare you mock me as I stare into the beady little eyes of a fake snowman. Um, like, I feel like that must, I mean, that was particularly aggressive, but, you know, <laughs> we got aggressive, like, feelings towards snow at this time, question mark. But thank you also very much for the endorsement. I did have some commissions um a while back and people did get art for me so thank you very much for the people who supported me it makes me it makes me really really fucking happy and like emotional every time you think it would get less emotional but it doesn't you're still like you're still like in awe every time it's 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 funny too especially because i know y'all i like Obviously, I have to charge you money, but then, like, on the other hand, I want to be like, well, I don't want to charge this person anything, but, like, also, I need money to eat, but, like, also... Yeah, I forced like, you to take my money the one that time I commissioned I know. <laughs> Kay was like, we're... Kay and I, I was like, this is a fist fight in a parking lot, because um, I don't want to... I don't want to charge anybody that I care about money for commissions, um, but I know I have to, but, like, it's still... Uh, still, thank you all very much. I think that's all our imported salt, too. Yep. So, um, that's our show tonight. Where where can we find you on the internet? You can find me as at FilthyWizard on Twitter and FilthyMagicUser on Twitch. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch as HumanityUpgrade and on Instagram as CrowFeatherCosplay. You can find our wayward co-host and editor on twitter is jake underscore lionheart and you can find the podcast on twitter as at podcast salt you can listen to the podcast anywhere you get podcasts including itunes spotify fireside etc um if you like the show and you'd like to help us out consider donating to our ko-fi page that's ko-fi.com slash the salt report and uh remember kids help me (laughs) this has to be about something about not sunning your buttholes (laughs) because don't don't sun remember kids don't sun your buttholes because the person who sells you essential oils tells you to (laughs) (laughs) and also don't drink essential oils yeah don't please don't consume (laughs) do not consume only smell good night good night (laughs)